Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Good evening. You are listening to Marvelous Monday, and it has been a marvelous and rainy Monday here in the great state of Texas. I'm sure many of you are familiar with what we're having going on here with the storms and the floods and the rain. Oh, my goodness, it's been something else here, but we're so happy that we have not heard of any deaths uh, that have occurred uh, here in our state, but but I think um, Kentucky passed on over the weather that they were having, and we've had amazing floods here starting on yesterday, and of course, uh, we had a tornado to touch down here in East Texas. In Winona, Texas, Big Sandy, uh, to be exact, and so have not heard of any uh, injuries uh, from that as well. But we're just uh, we're just thankful that uh, that things have kind of settled down a bit, and we're ready to uh, move forward. Now, um, I have to find out who's on with me tonight. Not sure, uh, but it's so great to be right back here on. Uh, tonight, Marvelous Monday, we had a lot of things that are going on here in the city. Unfortunately, we were not able to make it out to the school board um, tonight, but uh, it had a very important issue on the agenda, and that was to uh, demolition down the W, let's see, Dogan Middle School, Dogan Middle School uh, was built um, uh, a while back, to be exact. I actually, my class was uh, the first class to graduate from Dogan Middle School. I was the first uh, re- uh, majorette in the band to be there at Dogan Middle School. So um, I am so sad that I, I was not able to, to get out there. Things came up and then I had to make a different turn and do something uh, entirely differently from uh, being able to attend that. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, that, and we'll also talk a a bit about uh, uh, the Civil Air Patrol 
program that uh, is now open up to our youngsters uh, ages 12 years uh, up on up to uh, 18 uh, to teach them how to fly. And any of you may remember uh, the young man that was brought here to Tyler, Texas, uh, for uh, others to see our young youngsters to be able to see uh, this young fellow, a young African American, where I served on the board there in California uh, for four years to get uh, get this program started here in Tyler, and for our young uh, youngsters to see what they could learn to do and the amount of money that they could eventually make uh, by uh, getting into this Silver Air Patrol program. So I'm going to stop right there, and then I'm going to go and uh, and see where our team members are and if they are ready to tune in. So I'm going to start with uh, Dr. Hagney. Dr. Hagney, are you there? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. Great. Oh, I can great. hear you. And good evening, uh, Dr. Hagney. It's great to uh Hear your voice and, and have you back. Let me see uh, who else is there. Mr. Arthur, Mr. Arthur, are you there? How about Pastor Cooper? Is Pastor Cooper there? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, hi, Miss Rihanna. How yet. are you? It's hi. Good to hear Miss well, Rihanna's voice. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> good, good, good. Sounds good. great. Great. Good to hear Ms. <laughs> thank you. Well, Dr. Hagman, while we while we're waiting for those guys to uh, to come in, um, we're going to uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, Dr. Fauci and his. Uh, <laughs> his <laughs> well, that's, that's, and of course, I, was, I went to tell you, I was really excited to hear her voice because I know a couple months when all the flooding going on up there in Kentucky. I was concerned yeah, about her, right. and I think I That's mentioned right. that and everything, so it's good well, to hear her voice. And I hope Brother, we, we, brother Arthur is not experiencing that in Dallas, all the oh flooding that could occur. Let me just tell you, uh, Dr. Hagney, I was there uh, this weekend for an, uh, my sorority events that started on um, Saturday and ended mm-hmm. on last evening, and I... I got well. It rained all during the day, but it was it was just hard, hard rain. Because we were inside, we were at the uh, Anatole, the Hilton Anatole, mm-hmm. there on mm-hmm. Five. It was an outstanding uh, event over the weekend, but mm-hmm. it was raining really, really hard then. And so uh, it, everything, when everything ended, I immediately got in my car. So I could head on back to Tyler because wow. we heard that it was really getting ready to. If we thought it was had rained heavily, then that it was really mm-hmm. getting ready to really rain heavily. But oh, it yes. did not oh, yes. really hit until today. Like, and my son said, "Mom, it, uh, it it's it's amazing what uh, what the floods are like, and people were being pulled out of their vehicles." There in Dallas, Miss mm. Rihanna. I'm sure that you probably was watching some of it on television of how people were being rescued uh, and how uh, cars were just uh, overtaken by the water underneath uh, 635 and 35, and just amazing what uh, mm. what was going, mm. what you could see, what you could see. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and say yeah. they say it's moving this way. Okay, I'm sorry. I just that's, that's well, I, I, yes. 
Right. Well, I tell you what, uh, Dr. Hadley, it was already this way. I don't know if you know that we had a, a tornado to touch down yeah. in, um, yes, in Big Sandy. Yep, been, right. You're Big Sandy. In Winona. Uh-huh, right. And then uh, it mm-hmm. rained all night here and all day, really, until uh, it started to slow down a little bit later on this afternoon. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so, like... Uh, just interesting, all the rain. Yeah, just interesting. Yeah, they say it's going to repeat it tomorrow. Yeah, so that's good. Well, we like the water, but yeah, great. Okay, uh, my, <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, my we, report. We didn't know we were going to get that. That's <laughs> right. So, someone said you have to be wise what you pray for. <laughs> well, anyway. That's uh, exactly that's right. You know, is uh, you know, my portion on here is just it's totally interesting. You know, uh, there are some issues. I'll get to Dr. Fosha there at the time. But that question we were dealing with, of course, you know, with the raid and you know, the government seemed to sort of put in COVID on the back burner, even though the number of people that are still dying on a daily basis in this country is still unacceptable. But the question I wanted to ask, there is a discussion about, you know, we, we've been blessed through that church hubs to get the uh, free vaccination to a certain extent through the health department and that health and that group and everything. There's discussion that the uh, this may not continue much longer, and that the medications will of uh, vaccine will be actually uh, uh, there will be a fee for the vaccinations, and so I know there there's discussion about that from Pfizer and well, not from Pfizer but Pfizer and Moderna and everything. So that's that's a great concern for me because that that means if the health department net health can't continue to provide the free vaccine. That means, as you well know, those individuals who are mostly unvaccinated are a minority individuals, and that means they're going to actually go and start paying for the vaccine. So I'm just waiting to see that, but they say it's on the horizon. It's going to happen very soon. So we're just trying to get everybody to our clinics as, as, as much as possible because we have had two this past weekend. I think we have three or two more scheduled. So we're just trying to get the word out, go wherever you can to get the vaccine as long as it's free right now uh, because that might change very shortly. The other component, of course, CDC last week, they um, they well, made that report. Quick. You, I'm sorry. Before you move away from that, if you can hold that point in before you move away from it, let's dialogue a little bit on your first point and what you just said uh, in regards to the fact that it would it, it will eventually uh, be a fee for getting the mm-hmm. vaccine. And so, mm-hmm. um, so let's let's look at first of all number one um, uh, how long it uh, has been and the fact that the government has provided uh, all of these uh, vaccines for for free. And, mm-hmm. But the one thing I do want to bring out is that we know that even though it was free to us and we got free mm-hmm. uh, testing kits that were sent to us, but we know somebody had to pay, right? So mm-hmm. what's important. Mm-hmm is for us to make sure that we have the health care, that our citizens have the health care that they need so that their insurance or whatever they have, their Medicare, Medicaid, or whatever Mm -hmm. they have, that they Mm -hmm. would be able to get that, whether they have a small, small co-payment. Some some companies, as you know, some people don't have a co-pay. Some have mm-hmm. a copay mm-hmm. of maybe two dollars, some maybe five dollars. Mm-hmm. I certainly would be delighted to pay 
$2 or $5, whatever my copayment. Yes, I don't have one, and I understand uh, that, and I understand um, that cost uh, is, is a big thing, but we want to make sure that that it, if, if, in fact, that our citizens paying a copay, mm-hmm. that it will be mm-hmm. cost-effective, uh, that we won't be gouging. Uh, like, mm-hmm. we know a lot of medications that, that people have been on for for various and sundry things, whether it was cancer, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever uh, whether it was mm-hmm. uh, AIDS, uh, that they, mm-hmm. they were charging these enormous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. receive health care, mm-hmm. so, so mm-hmm. we still mm-hmm. have a, a job that we have to make sure that people are not priced oh, yeah. out. Out. That, that, that is that is so true. And we know we, yes, yes, sir. Yeah, and, 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 and all, yeah, because we sort of go and experience that with our prostate project. But there's an yes, educational component of that that uh, knowing how to navigate, uh, navigate that system. And because, as you well know, when you put that cost out there for different individuals, uh, there are going to be a variation because they're still trying to determine what those costs are going to be. But, yes, uh, we're going to see this with uh, – it's, it's, it's a community education. I think no one has an issue as far as paying copay, knowing, knowing they're aware. And, and also right. for right now, you, you can get it free while waiting until you get into that. So we, as we have in these church hubs and everything, I'm just advising everybody, over the mm-hmm. next couple, maybe a week, then we post these clinics up. Don't let these clinics pass you by. And That's you, right. Then you choose that. So, mm-hmm. that we, we, so, yeah, so we're very excited about that happening. But, yes, and that's the education component, individual recognizing they will need to pay a copay and the value of that copay. And, and also that's where that trust is, uh, that we have to recognize people who are trusted in the system and that system work with them and for its communication and everything. So, yeah, I agree. At some point in time, we have to be able to do that and, and, and let individuals have, have a responsibility. But in the meantime, while they can get it free, I would suggest, you know, go to some of my clinic, go to our clinics and everything. But the okay. other – okay, moving on. Okay. Uh, last week, uh, CDC uh, sort of reported what we have been, been, been to a certain extent, been doing all along. They have to reorganize their, their, their whole program, their operations, uh, they admit their their information on the front was not totally accurate in some areas. So it's good. It, I had my hat go off to her as far as making that commitment, making that uh, announcement, and also going to do some about uh, uh, the organization inside CDC. Uh, so that's that's a good move, and I, I, I uh, my hat go off to her for being a leader to take that point and admit what they need to do and where they need to go from there. So hopefully, they, I hope the community will get involved. That. I hope that uh, from a rural, particularly from a rural component, have some kind of voice in the governmental programs. Uh, and so we need representation from the rural communities in whatever Washington CDC uh, plan in the future so our communities are really not left out in the dark for the data reporting and components. Uh, the other, the other, well, the Dr. Foster, you mentioned he, he's retired. I think it might be effective <laughs> January. You know, he's been there a long time, uh, you know, uh, been a blessing and everything. But uh, I think, uh, you know, I think that's the, that's the indication of where we are. Uh, that's the indication where we need to look at the system uh, and really recognize there have been some mistakes made and try to try to modify and correct those, uh, those mistakes. And I think uh, it would it would behoove them 
to have an open communication with the people they're serving to, for any future program they have, immediately start with rural uh, communities of color uh, and also the, the minority communities, but particularly rural, uh, rural areas. So they'll have a voice in whatever plans they, they, they put together. And I think that would be very beneficial uh, to, you know, for the program moving forward. Now, Pfizer is applied today for the new uh, advanced booster, and uh, Moderna probably going to apply probably this week, and they'll probably get a approved. If that's the case, probably by September, we'll have advanced booster that's for both parents uh, that will be available. So, again, it's going to be back getting individuals uh, gearing up to sites again to gear up and uh, to uh, help people. The key is the vaccination. It was first a mass of vaccination and distance. Those CDC guidelines earlier, I think that was one in point. Dr. Feist sort of indicated he waited a little late about the mass program. But that is an individual thing. You have to think about what's best for you and not what someone else is doing. Um, but so I think that's where we're going to go because we, the virus is going to be around. Uh, and so we need we're so, sort of concerned with the flu and everything else coming on this fall. But it's about individual, your individual decision. But also if you're going to be around other venues, think about the people you're going to interact with. And so uh, stick to the guidelines and by all means get the vaccination. That's that's the key. Get the vaccination, get the boosters, because I think we're only about six percent of the Americans are, are totally vaccinated. And I think thirty something like thirty percent of the individuals who need their first booster have not gotten their first booster. So that let us know we had we still have a lot of work to do and hopefully we can partner with continue to partner with NetHealth and other groups for our clinics and our black churches because our churches our church hubs have been a, really a blessing to us to get the vaccinations out into our communities of color. Right. Very good. So to speak a little bit about the work that Dr. Hagney, uh, that uh, Dr. Fag- uh, Fossey has done, and, and that is we already know that uh, Dr. Anthony Fossey, uh, who was actually, he was our preeminent person in uh, infectious disease, and we know that he spent over uh, over 50 years, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, in, in this mm-hmm. position, working under several uh, several presidents of the exactly. state, uh, and, uh, and and has done amazing work in talking about stepping down uh, in December after uh, spending all of these years in in public health. And I think, you know, it's so important for us to, to actually focus on um, uh, public health. We know Dr. Fossey, even though it, it, we don't realize it, but stop and think about Dr. Uh, he is 81 years of age, and, not, and he's mm-hmm. not even talking about stopping. He's talking about uh, <laughs> wishing right. to, do, <laughs> to do something entirely differently. He's, uh, he was President uh, Biden's um, a chief medical officer, as we know, and his focus was to was to protect the public, public health, and public mm-hmm. health is very important uh, for mm-hmm. us to make sure we keep away all the different kinds of diseases. We you know we we have the anthrax scare, and we have the Ebola scare, and and of course the the coronavirus scare. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought mm-hmm. out the fact that 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 scare still exists. I have some mm-hmm. very close friends uh, who actually went back to public school this past week, uh, Dr. Hagney, and was in there for about two, three, about three days. And uh, several educators 
came down with COVID. So, uh, oh my goodness. So, yeah. So mm. we we oh. and these are these are vaccinated uh, people that uh, we still have a number of people who are not uh, vaccinated. And That's right. So, uh, and then we also have to keep in mind, Dr. Hagen, I, I like to remind people that uh, that our uh, no no drug is one hundred percent, and that our exactly. uh, but but if we all got vaccinated, we could we could pretty much uh, narrow down and almost eliminate uh, these uh, disease processes that that continue to crop up uh, here mm-hmm. uh, in our schools and in our communities. Uh, so, uh, so I, I just. I wanted to I wanted to bring that out that that Dr. Fossey has done amazing job. He's I think he started out in nineteen oh, uh, eight I believe. I mean years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he sort of set that he, he set that tempo of how, you know, in that infectious research and, and that's what I hope they well, they have to continue what he talked about. Uh and right. so in his contribution I think one of the president gave him a friend of Freedom Award. I can't remember was it president. One of the presidents gave him the Freedom Award, so he, you know, he deserved his his dedication. And I'm I'm really thankful he's not leaving this thing because his thought process, what he's looking at, and he, he can look. He's looking down in the future, so I hope he can pass that on to some of our younger researchers. That's what I hope. I hope that our our, our programs, our graduate program, tap into and utilize his vision. And further develop what he he's already been working on a lifetime with, and don't start totally new with anything, but just follow his lead and whatever he's he's going to do. I just hope he he stay connected with academia, the research component, even the pharmaceutical component, our researchers. Uh, so we need that now. That just like individuals that we not listen to our seniors, we need to listen to him, you know, and, yeah. and utilize yeah. his resources and, and not demigrate him and whatever like that, but just utilize what God has blessed him because for a number of years, oh, my God, this country owes him so much when you look back at his, over his years. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Right. But I, along the line, which is our health department, our whole health, they, they, look, they need to, uh, I need to hear, I'd like to hear more about what public health is going to be doing. Uh, because right. as you just indicated in the school system across the board, there seemed to be a lack of discussion where we're going in public health, uh, right. even academically in our grade schools, our public schools, even our graduate program. What some something there? There's uh, maybe I, I think I miss hearing where where they're, where they're going with public health, you know, in this country and, and recognizing. You know, maybe you know some things they need to do. Education. Well, discussion about mutation. The whole discussion about what we seem to desire, that's being missed in our classrooms. You know, so somewhere I hope that re-education, retooling academic curriculums and training and, and tie into the re- new researchers in public health so so we can all be safe. Because just to think about positive in a public school, you're talking about the workers, bus travelers, the, everybody working at school, you know, they're exposed. You know, right. so hey, I, hate, I hate to say that. I hate to say that, but we knew well. We knew that was going to happen. You no, know, that was they're just confirmation. Very well, you know, Doctor Fauci put his oh, own there he is. Are you just oh, there? Hey. <laughs> well, I'm listening. Go ahead, go ahead, talk to him. Well, I was just saying that Doctor Fauci. You know, I understand he's retiring in December. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah, right. and uh, he, he put his entire life on the line because uh, he would test himself because uh, he wouldn't yeah. put uh, yeah other people at risk, but he knew it was important to do the research. Yeah. And he would shoot himself with those different ideas. And, uh, you know, right. so it, it was it, – it, we appreciate his work. Absolutely. You, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. You're 100% correct. He he used himself as a test pilot a lot of times. He would take uh, yeah. uh, take medications uh, and and test it out on himself before he even put it out there uh, to the public. He he's a renowned uh, researcher, probably mm. one of the number one researchers uh, in the country. We can take him back to the AIDS crisis and uh, and how Where? he worked so hard to uh, to to make sure that. Uh, that people who came down with uh, with AIDS had had the medication, mm-hmm. and I remember when when I I had a lot of AIDS patients uh, back in the 80s, and and the medications, uh, the, the the price of medications astronomical. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about astronomical. So that's why I mm-hmm. was saying, Pastor uh, to Dr. we have to make sure that that when these uh, like we know there's a new uh, uh, in September, uh, I believe, a, a, a new vaccine, that last booster, a vaccine or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call that, mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. out in September. But we want to make sure that people are able to afford uh, to have those, uh, have that medication and have that drug when it comes out. And we got to improve, in particular in Texas, we have to improve on our health care system uh, we know that we left a lot of money on the table with mm-hmm. Medicaid expansion of, uh, right. of that could have helped a lot of uh, citizens, uh, in particular mm-hmm. people who probably could not afford the regular uh, mainstream uh, insurance mm-hmm. policy that uh, that true. they would be. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think, yeah. that being said, we, we appreciate. Uh, we appreciate the work that uh, uh, Dr. Fossey uh, has made, and uh, and he stepped right on up to the plate. And uh, how many of us will still be working as actively as <laughs> he is right now? <laughs> well, probably everybody on the phone will be, all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know, uh, four decades. How y'all doing? How's everybody doing? Oh, hey, Ms. <laughs> You didn't have to put on your swimsuit, did you, Miss Arthur? Well, hey, uh, if I've been on, uh, you know, listening to y'all for a while, I, I, I would have said right. something earlier, but y'all didn't say nothing wrong, so. That means anything wrong. Okay. All right. All right. Well, how's the weather there right now? Wet, wet, just like everywhere else. So, uh, yeah, you know, some folks got stuck, but I, don't, I haven't heard about nobody getting killed or nothing like that, but. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, I was saying uh, that that as well. Well, it was pretty regular. My yard needs mowing all of a sudden. My my yard my yard needs mowing all of a sudden. Cause my yard was bald yesterday. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden. The good Lord's rain to do that for you. That's right. I appreciate it. I the good Lord's rain. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey,
uh, what do you say about the uh, about the rain? Your folks won't, your folks won't, your folks won't cross without the rain. So I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, you're right, 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 right. You know, but the rain grows crops. So I love the rain, rain grows crops. Okay, Pastor, uh, Pastor uh, I'm, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Hagman, you have point number two that you wanted to bring out. Okay, remember, I was, I was, I was going to say that I would say that Dr. Fauci, life could be an excellent textbook. It will be an excellent textbook. The years, he talk, when his experience is in, him, uh, that's a, he, he's probably going to write a book, but I tell you, that would be an outstanding textbook. Absolutely. Well, we got to make sure they don't call it critical race. Yeah. Hey, sure. oh my CRT. You got, you got CRT. You know, he, yeah, he had I agree. part to do with I agree. that time period. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Sure. So we had to fight him. We had to fight him because he endured and he, he out uh, maneuvered and outlasted. He and what's her name? Yeah. Dr. Brady? Uh, what, what's the, yeah. the lady? Yeah, the lady oh, yeah. that was uh, medical director. Yes, right. you know, mm-hmm. we had a president that, that was holding them, you know, at the highest level of, uh, of intelligence, and then uh, two months later, uh, he was uh, condemning their work. So uh, mm-hmm. we have to make mm-hmm. sure that we fight to make sure that, that good history shows up in our textbooks. That's, that's exactly. exactly, exactly. That is so true. They could watching him and him and Trump do press conferences like watching a skunk and a possum. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but he stuck, he stuck to the truth though. I mean, he, he went out there and he, and he found like, he was, he, he, that would release his information. You know, possum. It could. It could. I don't know if you know about possum, but you know what if they do. You roll up on them, they just play dead. And that's what he found to do yeah. with Trump. He just play dead. <laughs> he just played yeah. dead. Yeah. And he tried to get the information out best he could. Yeah, he did. Well, that was great work. It was great yeah. work, and 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 here's here's what I want to also bring out that you're never going to um, let's see how about every 100 percent of the people are never going to be on your side, but we can say unequivocally that that Dr. Fauci worked to to protect public health, to protect the people in this country, uh, to make sure that that they were safe, whether whether we embraced uh, what he put out there or not, he did his job. And so we know that we have some uh, right-wing people who uh, are trying to bring him down, try uh, to uh, vilify uh, his work and, and the manner in which he worked. But um, but we Let's already know. Let's get Dr. Hagen a job. Dr. Hagen, what you doing? I'll tell you. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll clean house first. <laughs> but no, I, I, I like what the young lady is doing at CDC. She's recognizing that uh, what they need to reorganize, refocus, and uh, and also be honest up front uh, and, 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 and uh, be truthful to people and then move with your research and development and everything and have some kind of control with the pharmaceutical companies. Don't let them uh, run a mess out there. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Right. That's why we have to have Dr. Hagney for it. Mr. Arthur, uh, the, the, it has to be a medical doctor to hold that position, but we certainly need uh, pharmacists to be working directly with the medical uh, directors and the nurses and all those people because it is a Nurse massive team. It, it's a massive team of people 
who work in that in that uh, director uh, in that tenure where Dr. Fawcett was. I'm talking about a That's massive right. to include lots of pharmacists like Dr. Hagnett, lots of yeah. nurses like myself, lots of other physicians, and tons of people who worked uh, under the because we're talking about we're talking about a budget that that exceeds. Oh my gosh! Oh, Probably my billions, yeah. billions of dollars. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Give you class. Give you. Go ahead. Give you classic example. Dr. Gay on our task force, the UT School of Pharmacy. She did a study about the uh, pharmacy deserts in uh, East Texas, down yeah. to East Pharmacy. And then I just mm-hmm. saw today on the national report talking about pharmacy deserts. See, right. we were she about a year ago. We we she tracked all the distance in all the retail pharmacies in the state in this northeast Texas area, because the assumption out in Washington would say we can get a vaccine out to every retail pharmacy and then it's covered. That's a mistake the administration made. They didn't realize the distance between a pharmacy, uh, and so this group today they're talking about well we need to look at there's a pharmacy desert. Our task force talked about that a year ago. I can't wait for Dr. Dr. Gay to see that report. And, and same way with primary care docs. And, and see, another thing in Washington, D.C., uh, we talk, I think they begin to listen about rural communities of color. People are calling me about how they have some national programs that's going out. And I said, wait, the problem is you guys are looking at the current system. There is nothing in here related to rural communities of color. I tell everybody, Washington understand urban, they understand rural. But when you say rural communities of color, and so whatever administration in the future, they put up there. They need to have someone at the table who understands the rural communities of color. And so there's two groups calling us. They heard about our task force. But that's what you have to do. You can't just think the current system going to solve the problem. If that's the case, we wouldn't have the stats. We wouldn't have the, dis- the disparities we have right now. So you got to change the system. And you're going to need leadership right. from the rural area to help you spend all that money that you have up there. And I don't know where it's going, you know. Well, you know, Dr. Tabby, I'm, I'm going to share with you that the first time that I I heard about pharmacy deserts was back in probably 2016, 2017. And the way and the way that I heard about it is that I was running for I was running for Congress and was running out there in these rural uh, communities. And everybody knows that we you would have to drive for miles before you get from one house to another house, but mm-hmm. and that country and even when they drove into these small towns they didn't have mm-hmm. the pharmacy yes pharmacy like you're talking about or uh, the Walgreens pharmacies or the Walmart pharmacies or even the supermarket pharmacies they would have to drive out far out in the country into exactly. places like and Longview and and the larger mm-hmm. cities so, uh, mm-hmm. well, so, even in downtown Dallas, you didn't have the pharmacies like you need. There you oh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's right. Yeah, That's right. even in some yeah. parts of the, uh, where African Americans live in the urban urban cities. That's what uh, Pastor Cooper is saying. Even in urban cities yeah. such as Dallas, Texas, uh, mm-hmm. and it was always well, in black or Latino uh, neighborhoods that we mm-hmm, had the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all a pharmacy story. Uh, the okay. way pharmacies got expanded in a lot of these northern cities was a partnership with the major pharmaceutical uh, pharmacy companies with the historical right. black 
pharmacy schools. Right. Well, well. Texas Southern, uh, FAMU, uh, MC, yeah. see, they didn't have, they couldn't put those pharmacies in some of these cities because they didn't have the pharmacies put in those cities. So they early on, historically, they recruited black pharmacists from the HBCUs to go and, and put pharmacies in those urban areas. Correct. Very good. The wow. Texas Southern, the FAMUs, the Howards. That's where they got those pharmacists to put in those neighborhoods. So so pharmacists would look like the neighborhood they were serving. That's sort of a right. history statement. That's a, that's a plus for the HBCUs, I have to put that. Right. Right. That's a good plus. And, 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 that's that's, plus. and, and also, uh, let me mention that, and Dr. Hagner can dialogue on this more, but that's how the telepharmacies uh, came into existence. But what I used to say is that telepharmacy is great, but what if you've got people uh, who live far out that didn't even have a telephone, uh, and, mm-hmm. and if they Wi-Fi. have a telephone, they put, uh, yes, there you go. There you go. Go ahead, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was part of that. That was part of the statement. They were saying there are a lot of states don't have uh, authorization for telepharmacy. So I don't know if Texas does. We need to look at the states who have not passed the laws to even provide telepharmacy. That's why we need to look at this nationally. But another point, we talking about the broadband. That's what I was telling groups the other day. All this money is being spent in broadband, rural utility. There needs to be individual on these committees to make sure those broadbands are going in those communities that we are talking about. And so when I last time I see these broadband committees, I don't see people on those committees who look like us. So we need not only people uh, on the committee, they need to understand our community. Don't just put somebody on because they may look like the right person. They need to put a person on and go and say, well, there's a, there's a site we're working up in northeast Texas. They want to put a clinic in there. I told them the other day, Saturday, make sure that broadband comes to this rural small town that's coming near where you want to put this clinic. So we need individuals on those committees to recognize uh, from the community so they can make sure the broadband provides those services we just talked about. So you can have telepharmacy or whatever, but if you if that broadband doesn't come through your rural areas, you're still going to have right. problems. So we need individuals on all these committees. It's all I just saw this deal about the reconnect. And billions of dollars being put in there. We need somebody like us on those committees to make sure that where those broadbands are going in our community, in our neighborhood. Exactly. Well, good good point. And so, if in fact uh, we get a new governor, then we need to reach out to that new governor to make sure that East Texas is well cared for. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And not only that, uh, and I made a vow to myself. Uh, and hopefully we get a new governor. But uh, if we don't yeah. get a good new governor, the old governor is going to hear from us because there you we, go. There uh, you go. yeah, we, we're paying for these salaries, and we act like we have to wait for someone to be in an office for us to uh, hold them accountable. You know, here last week we had our friend Dr. William Barber in town to assist us in bringing attention to our local government here in uh, the, the county and the city, and, and and we know that you're all mayor pro tem, and you understand how this works. And, and first of all, let me say this, uh, and fight my dogs at the same time, is that we, we are not looking to defund anybody or anything, especially our police department. If anything, we want to inform them and make sure that we have social uh, workers that are going out on call. So if anything, we need to expand mm. and increase the, the, the money that's going to our city. And, and in our city, we, we're pretty good. We have a, a budget 
overflow of $10.4 million that we have money sitting aside. So I like there to spend go. that extra money in those areas. So uh, we're squashing uh, the, the statement that most people are trying to use uh, uh, th- their own little rhetoric and, and saying that folks like ourselves are trying to defund the police and uh, going after hats and want to uh, witch hunt. No, that's not what it's about. There was a guy in 1967 no. by, by the name of Stokely Carmichael. You all may have heard there of him. There you go. And, mm-hmm. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. he coined the phrase uh, institutional racism. No one yes, was sir. talking about that before. And, and, mm-hmm. and today we call it systematic racism, and that's we kind of talk about it, hit around at it. But when we have people like yourself that's fighting everyone, including the system, uh, mm-hmm. we have to come alongside of you and help you. Mm-hmm. And, and we're helping yeah. our first African-American female mayor uh, at Beaumont. We, mm-hmm. We're trying to help our first uh, city black attorney female. We're trying mm-hmm. to help our first mm-hmm. city black manager. I yeah. sent y'all Kenneth Williams that's from the Lufkin area and Buddha mm-hmm. area. Right. Well, they are now in a position where they're fighting a system mm-hmm. to do exactly. the things that we mm-hmm. need to get done. So it's our job to come alongside them. So beautiful. go ahead. I'm sorry, beautiful. y'all. Yeah. No, beautiful. I'm just attesting that you, you're just you're just taking us down the right right pathway. And 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 Dr. Uh, Pastor Cooper, I want to make mention that um, and, and you're you're right. We should not have to wait until someone who is elected who cares about all the people and not just some. But many of us have tried to to get on to various and sundry committees. Uh, in in Austin under the the leadership that we presently have and not have been and have not been effective in doing so uh it just seems that and that's why I, I I talked about this I mentioned this in last week in a meeting that we were in uh, about uh the fact that we as veterans served the United States of America not not two different Americas, not the Republican uh, Party mm-hmm. American, not the Democratic mm-hmm. Party American, but the United States of America. But we act mm-hmm. like, and I said to to this speaker who was speaking to us on last week, he was supposed to be talking about the, uh, the Builders Association, but he gave us a political exegesis, and I told him, I said, well, thank you for your political exegesis, but what, let's talk about uh, our children uh, went back to school two days prior to that and how apprehensive some of them are simply because of remembering Uvalde and a lot of other uh, schools who have experienced uh, gun violence. What are you going to do about that? Instead of, and I said to him also is that if we spent more time, if we spent more time talking to each other rather than talking about each other, perhaps mm-hmm. we could accomplish some things uh, in this mm-hmm. country and in the state of mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. 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 Come on. That, that's very good, very good. You know, I have a question. You know, uh, does, the, uh, does the Democratic Party in Texas, is there a health plan? Do they have a health plan? The health plan is there, but if you if you listen to if you listen even to Beto O'Rourke, even if you listen to uh, uh, Harold Dutton, if you listen to to uh, uh, Representative Redden Bowers and many of the others who uh, are elected and serve us in Texas, uh, in Austin, Texas, and I'm talking about 
primarily the Black Caucus. And even even when you saw uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Pastor Cooper and Mr. Arthur standing on this, uh, and Dr. William Barber, I'm so glad that that Pastor Cooper brought him out. They're standing on the steps in Austin, Texas, talking about health care and talking about our civil rights and talking about the various and sundry things. The health care plans, we, we know what we need in health care. They know the same thing that our representatives get, the same things that our representatives in Austin and in Texas get, the same kind of health care that our Congress and our senators get for life. That's the same health care that all the citizens across this country need to have and need to get. The same one that, that, that's offered to veterans. That's what we you know need. The Democratic Party, the now you know I'm a Democratic Party. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Go so ahead. You know, I'm a, you know I'm a Democratic Party critiquer. And, and, basically, and basically, I think what Doc is talking about, I think what Doc, now what, what Doc, I'm going to say this. What, what, what I'm going to say is that Democratic Party in Texas, I can't, I can't pin, I can't think of one issue that I can say, I know they for that. I mean, yes, you know. Sir. I can't, yes, sir. I can't, I mean, yes, I can't sir. pick one. And see, and that's their problem, you know, that that they don't have that kind of energy or urgency or imprint or whatever you want to call it. You know, they don't, they, they don't, you know, and so that's what's going to have to happen. And that's what, and that's what, uh, you know, and that's what we're going to bring them. You know, they shouldn't get mm-hmm. May I add to that a little bit to what the, That's why we don't have Medicaid expansion Because we don't have the exactly. people Who are fighting no fight. for that So it's no not that we, the they don't have a plan It's not that we don't know what we need We know what we need as healthcare, uh, As a health care provider And you're one And you know what is needed They know what is needed It's the same thing that they as elected officials in Austin and Washington, D.C. Well, gets every well, single day well, for life. Well, I think if you pull the UT report and see what they've done, which is an excellent report, it documents why we formed the task force. If all that exists, we wouldn't have the preconditions we have now. We wouldn't have the I agree. Everybody doesn't having. get that. So. So I would I asked somebody the other day to send me the Democratic health care plan for Texas. That was about two weeks ago. See we can see how, that that's what I'll tell another group. People look at the care and health care system and think it's gonna save you and that's the one we have in place. That's what Dr. Feist has been talking about. That's what the young lady from C D U C is talking about. What we say we have but what we actually have, when you look at the results, it doesn't show that. If you pull the uh UT study and say northeast Texas is the country it would be bottom of the barrel so my question is what plan does the Democratic Party have to get our black numbers off the bottom uh, this is why we look at for example the prostate project if you have a plan that's functioning why is the black males twice the death rate white males in prostate cancer in these in, in, in Texas in the same way, we can move maternal infant death. Why is it three times for a black child versus a white child in Texas if we have this established plan? See, the plan it's called, racism. Talk about it's it. called racism. It is called but see, racism. See, the plan but is see, way, but see, way, we'll, see, we'll find out how to address that with the task force. 
See, the task force, you got to have a plan in place to tax the racism because we give racism too much credit. And then we give, we give some back. See, that's what the mistake we made after emancipation. We, not health care. We assume other people are going to take care of our health care. No, they didn't. No, we have, we have preconditions now. So, so what? We had so, Let me tell you what the plan is. The plan, our health care plan in this country, that means all the states of the union, is to protect and strengthen our Medicaid and our ACA, Affordable Health Care. Some people will call it uh, the uh, Obama plan. Uh, that is what is what they call it. That's what he fought for. We know, I, I, and whether we think that we give more credit to, I don't give any credit to racism. Let me just say that first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I give no credit mm-hmm. to racism, but right. I am not I, naive to think that it does not still exist because it does. And so, and 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 also it says, and to make quality health care accessible and affordable to every American. We already know what is on the paper and on the books, but we also know that it does not exist throughout this country. We can talk about rural East Texas, which mm-hmm. is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the right. urban areas. We're talking about people who we don't get- have a vehicle to get in their car to drive to the position. They don't have uh, uh, mass transit, so, so, transportation so, so that's back to, to my, get there. So that's back, that's back to my question. Why doesn't the plan address those issues? See, the plan, when you look at transportation, the soldiers, because children, we don't have the, soldiers, we don't children, have leaders, Doc. they don't address that. No, we don't have the leaders. No, we don't have the leaders. We don't have well, the leaders, Doc. We don't have the leaders to do that. Well, what are you talking well, about? Do it now, it takes, see, up, it it takes it. all of us. It takes all well, of us. Well, see, that's... Not, we, we know what it takes, but I'm saying what we got. I know what it takes. What you got. We don't have the leaders. That's just that we don't have enough leaders. We don't have enough leaders. We got the fighters. Give an example. There's a, there's a guy, there's a guy, a farmer in East Texas said, we were talking about a PSA test. He said, why should I go and why should I stop picking these peas to go get a PSA test? Who's going to pick why my should peas I stop for doing me? What? And, and why should I, you know, so he, he doesn't understand the value of the PSA test. You know, for that's example, why we can't bring, that's why we can't blame everything on quote unquote the leaders, the people that are, we have to take. Oh, I, oh, I, don't, blame to take I don't blame the leaders. I don't, I, no, well, I, I don't blame the leaders. We have to take. I don't blame the leaders. Right. Yeah, I don't, bl- I don't blame I'm the just, leaders. I'm just, I'm just using that. If I'm picking, I'm going to take up for the pea picker. I'm going to take up for the pea picker. I'm going to take up for the pea picker. If I was, if I'm picking peas, y'all, if I'm picking peas, okay. stay with me here. Okay. That means that. That mean I probably didn't go to college. I probably ain't got a decent education. I'm to pick, unless it's in my own field. But now, anyway, I'm okay. picking peas, and mm-hmm. I got this family at home that's waiting for the pea pickers' pay. Now, mm-hmm. do I stop today? Because I know I, if I can't miss a minute, I'm a pea picker. Now I do it after, he, I, after he, the season's over. Well, that's he, why he, you that's why you got to no, have twenty four seven. No, no, he care. he no, he's growing the peas. He's the person that's growing oh, the peas. Well, what if I'm, well, so if I'm growing said, the peas? If I'm growing the peas, more than likely, the more likely, he, he, you know, I'm gonna hear what you're saying, and I'm going on to the, you know, I'm going handle the business because I, because I'm not grinding like that. But that, but that pea picker, he grinding. His world don't look <laughs> like me and your world, you know. Well, all he see is hunt, hunt together. 
you know, get the food, bring it back to my family, da 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 under constant pressure, so forth and so mm-hmm. on. You know, if I go to the doctor, I might have to pay some money. Yep, and I might, I might, hey, wait, hey, I might wait, I might wait. I might wait half a day to see the doctor, and the doctor may spend two minutes with me in charge. And he might not, being a black male, he might not even order a PSA test on me. Now I got to pick a whole nother extra two days of peace. That's right. But I'm that, just saying that's, that's, why, that's why healthcare has to go not just from nine to five. It, healthcare mm-hmm. has to be, tw- we, we have to make it accept. That's what it means when you say, Healthcare has to be accessible and affordable. And if and if mm-hmm. we have the right people holding offices in America, that's working for the greater good of all mankind, mm-hmm. not just some, so what, but for so all. Surely, yes. So surely, what does this say about? Okay, so what kind of nation do we live in, where you have people that don't even care if other people sick, and and they can uh-huh. actually do something about it. You know, and then they spend billions of dollars fighting to keep their tax cuts. In the meantime, yep. I understand. Back, back in the pea picker form. You see what I'm saying? And I'm just saying that, you know, what does it say about where we're living at? And and, 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 and I'm not saying and I'm not saying America just got like that. That ain't what I'm saying. No. It's always been like that. Always been it's like always that. It's always been like that. That's mm-hmm. why I say is that we don't have enough of Arthur Flemings and Pastor Cooper and Dr. Hadman and Miss Rihanna. We don't have enough of those people that's working out there for the greater good. Why would mm-hmm. why would Greg Abbott leave tons of money on the table for Medicaid expansion to take care of the pea pickers and take care of the people who need the help? Yeah, we can afford to go and get our health care, and we don't. We don't. Have, why are we even talking about what is the Democratic proposal for health care? What is America's proposal yeah, for health care? And that's the point. Need the point that I'm talking about is that we are, we don't live in. So we wait just a minute. We don't live in two Americas. We don't live in the Republic America. We don't live in the Democratic America. This is the United States of America that hey, Dr. Hagner served, that Mr. Arthur what, served, that what, I re, served, re, and that's re, what I'm I, talking about. Re, what I said is both systems have failed. And also the answer to that is the solution in the future will not be a Republican, will not be a Democratic solution. It's going to be, going to be people that recognize the issue. And first of all, it's going to be people who understand the life on planet. Are you talking about East Texas? People who understand the life on the plantation in Texas. Those are going to be the people going to improve the health care delivery system. And you know, it's not going to be America because America's that, system is a failure. So if America's system, the, the wheel work is a failure. When you look at the precondition, and how in the world can you just a million people die from a virus? What kind of system? And, 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 and guess what? That failure, we got to pick up that mirror and look at ourselves and say, right. okay, what all did I do to make sure mm-hmm. that a million people didn't fail? Well, you did stuff. You got out there and you set up clinics and you set up yep. to give immunizations yep. and vaccines. We did. We yeah. worked fatigably hard to make sure that people, and sometimes people don't listen. You heard heard you talking about yeah. that 
tea, that tea-picking farmer, okay, when he finished out there and Mr. Arthur said he worked all day long, he went on home to his family. He didn't even take a – so we have to take responsibility for ourselves as well. We can't blame everything you know, on the one, person, that somebody well, else, one the other man. Remember, the Pete Pickle said that he didn't go to, but he didn't, but he didn't go to the doctor because, because if I go, I might have to pay some money. Yeah. So that's why we but sit on Saturdays at the churches. That's why we sit on Saturday morning. That's, that's, that's why we sit on Saturday morning. I want to be responsible. Hey, 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 in North Star Baptist Church, where we set up, we meaning Dr. Carolyn Harvey, uh, Miss Ebby Starling, Shirley McKellar, when we wrote a grant and got $5 million to, to take, uh, to take uh, breast cancer awareness all the way to treatment to the community, and then we established the uh, PSA, Clarence Shackleford was our, our mouth, for that particular project, and look how long ago that was. And then here today, we're hearing Dr. Hagney still working at that uh, same project, nice. the same identical mm-hmm. project. He still. So where, where did the change? We have to make sure that we take some responsibility for our own health care. Because mm-hmm. if you got what, people like Dr. Hagney and everybody out there working to try to bring these programs and you don't show up for it because you think you may have to pay some money, well, everything somebody got to pay. It's a cost yeah, everywhere. Well, well, that's part of that's part of the. You, got, you just should not be price, you should not be price gouged out to pay for mm-hmm. health care. Health care should See, not what, be at a price where you can't afford it. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. What we done with the task force? Not be oh, go ahead, Doc. And what, what we done with the task force? We took it to the church, and I told uh, someone yesterday out of Washington D.C. Healthcare, we need to take it to the community. You know, we for too long we built these brand new shiny buildings and expect everybody to come to those buildings. That's in the past. In the future, when you design a, a HUD facility, you can have mobile units going in the community. Take the healthcare to the community. You should hear the response of when black male groups come we come that clinic. They are shocked that we in their neighborhood. And Dr. they, Hattie, they know I what they share, do. I got to share it with you. Taking health care to the community, everybody, it's not new. The Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated right. has its own mobile unit that we have traveled mm-hmm. all across the nation to give mammograms to, as uh, I yeah, mentioned, yeah. Pastor, Pastor, the pastor at North Star Baptist Church who's been deceased a long time gave us Texas College. We set up a clinic. We told Texas College when we took the health care to the community, we said, if you give us an office here at Texas College, that office still exists, mm-hmm. we, will, we will provide health care for your students. They didn't have a nurse on that campus. They had nothing on the campus to address the health care issues mm-hmm. for their students. They gave mm-hmm. us an office. We set up a clinic in there, and we, we tested. We, we, it was so many women who were in the closet with their breast cancer because, as you know, in the African-American community, they look at cancer as a stigma, 
a stigma. Right. And so they would yeah. say, yeah. I got, but I got leaves... blood coming from my nipples. Well, I, it, I, it, I, it I have a big, huge lump that's in my breast. They didn't tell us. We were able to discover these by taking it to 16 counties throughout East Texas. Go ahead, anybody. Well, that leads me to my next question, Shirley. Now, what, okay, so what kind of a what kind of a nation would mm-hmm. subject healthcare to capitalism? To capitalism, you, you, you subject a, healthcare. A, a, a greedy, a greedy nation. Point to blank. capitalism. A I mean, greedy like, what nation. That? I mean, like, what kind of country do that? I mean, what kind of country do that? Yeah. Really? One that doesn't. I mean, it's like. I mean, it's like groceries, right? It's like I mean, your health care has been treated like groceries. Yeah. You can afford if you can't afford it, then you just die. That's exactly right. But that's you can't afford to continue in, to bring out programs so, like TAN, free health care that's in your county. Yeah. And I don't know what yours yeah. called, but we have TAN out here. And so we bring it out at our golf tournament, all, October the 1st, shameless plug, if you're in town. The NAACP Youth Golf Tournament, LA Five Golf Tournament. We're going to have uh, health care screenings, uh, checkups for men and women, yes. mammograms, yes. prostate, you yes. name it, COVID tests. We've been doing uh, it for we, years. We, years. Yeah, we've been doing it for years. And, and, and what we yes, have to do is have. continue to do it. And then train right. these younger folks, and I'm, I'm going to say even younger than 56, you folks mm-hmm. up this coming and say, hey, we can't get weary in our well-doing, and we have to fight for us unapologetically. We have to continue Very. this fight. We have yes. to continue to find yes. the, 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 the ways yes. and the means to get the free services to our people on purpose. The other thing, uh, just as uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar was running for United States Congress in 2017, at the same time yes. period I was running for lieutenant governor, and there I, you I go. discovered that the, the ear, the nose, and the eyes, and the teeth, all of those are connected, and not just for our seniors, but for our young people. And we lose right. them. That's why we talk about uh, Medicaid expansion when you're talking about 25-year-olds. We now have kids, that, I say kids, they're adult kids, but they're still working on a four-year degree that takes five and six years, and they offer uh, health care. We need to expand right. that and, and look at those things and look at their ages. They're working on masters. So maybe push that up to 28 years of age. So what Dr. Uh, Hagney was saying, is where's the plan? And he's right. Democrats right. and Republicans, no right. one has a plan like that. And like I said, I've been trying to wait till after November. But we're going to hold everybody accountable. So the new governor, hey, you better get ready because we're going to hold you accountable. And that's what uh, the, the team that we had last week and every Thursday at, at 10 a.m., we call it Truthful Thursday. Well, we're going to hold the system uh, uh, and, and ask them and, and request and require them to tell the truth. Right. And that's with right. health care. Uh, justice, criminal justice reform, all of the above. We're not letting Very anyone good. off the hook. Nobody off the hook. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I, would, I don't know who mentioned this, but I remember in 2003, I think it was Dr. Hagney may have said, uh, no, I think it was Pastor Cooper you were saying uh, about the age. I remember when they said, okay, well, you don't need a mammogram until you get 40. And then, well, first they said 50. Then they said 40. And then they said, well, okay, if you have first degree, if you have a first degree family member, uh, such as a sister, a mother, an aunt, uh, then you could get a, a mammogram earlier. And let me share with you guys that in 2003, I was on the battlefield uh, of fighting uh, against the war in Iraq, and I had young soldiers, male and female, 
in their 20s, I had a 23-year-old who came down with breast cancer because, you, as you know, as medical people and as military personnel, that all kind, we, we're fighting with all kinds of warfare, all kinds of chemicals. So there was a 23-year-old young soldier with a child who lost her life to breast cancer because she picked it up uh, out there somewhere. And then there were, there were young men who were coming down with testicular cancer uh, because of the warfare that we were using, the chemicals that we, we were using to fight a war. And so that's how actually uh, the, uh, the center was established in the European theater, and then I served as the first chief nurse for that. That's our comprehensive breast cancer center because I saw all of these coming down with these various and sundry forms of cancer. And so, and then, then one of my commanders, uh, who was actually um, uh, OBGN, and so he says, and, and, and he was he focused on um, he focused on cancer, carcinogenics. Uh, and so he says, you're bringing us all of these different people that you see on the battlefield that's coming down with this. We need to make a study of this. That's how I got pulled from out of the field, pulled inside of the hospital, and to work on the research and, and take a look at what was going on. And from that, uh, Comprehensive Breast Cancer Center was established in the European theater and still exists to this day. So the work is going on. We just need more people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Segue into uh, the, the PAC Act. Why are you talking about military uh, and, and, and the stuff you're talking about? Uh, the, the PAC Act was passed, what, what a week ago, a week and a half ago? Yes. Uh, yes. Basically, it's about it's provide uh, veterans who have uh, yes. chemical exposure. They right. They change the assumptive assumption, assumed to presumptive. That means that what they normally do in mid for years, they just sit around and up, let you peel your stuff till you die, and, and so that's yeah. what they've been doing. So now they're going with presumptive. So now they have to go ahead and give you a rating. So if you're a vet out right. there, and if you were uh, in, in in those wars, go online and pull it up. There's a lot of information about it. There's a lot of scammers out now too, hunting for True. veterans. True. With, uh, yes. Yeah, so so uh, so all of a sudden you're worth some money. So just understand exactly. what that is. Exactly. People are always taking advantage of, of veterans, and I'm so glad you brought that out. Because see, there, Dr. Hagney, see those those people like yourself who serve this country and how they have been treated, and look at the promise that we made to veterans who served this country that they would be cared for. But we also know that people like uh, Louis Gomert, who was our uh, uh, our congressional person here in Tyler in East Texas will have health care for life if he doesn't end up in jail. So, and even if he ended up in jail, he still gonna have health care. So, but their but but their promise health care for life, and then there are people out here who deserve the same thing. They are not getting it, and so it is incumbent upon us to continue to fight to make sure that. Everybody receives that health care that Dr. Hagney is talking about. Hey, 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 sure, and I know we're talking about health care. You know, and we can do that. You know, as you know, that's a that's a bad thing. But why we're thinking about it? Yeah. We can talk about health care. Today, I saw something on on the national news that I hadn't seen, and I ain't lying. I've been watching these things happen for years, and I saw in Arkansas three policemen yeah. beat the yeah. heck out of a white boy. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah did, it, did everybody white, else see that? They put on news. Hey, mm-hmm. they get white, 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 white men, you know, they get beat up. Actually, I mean, actually, more of them get beat up. You know, they beat, we, we're beat up in a high percentage. But they get beat up all the time. And this is the first time I've seen it on, where they had it on TV and on film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, mean, yes. I, mean, I have never seen Cody just beat a white boy like that. But they beat him. Wow. Yeah. And so now they suspended all three of them. And uh, yeah. Asa, Asa, Asa Hutchinson, he did a press Asa, conference. Asa, so you know, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a press conference, you know, and you know, you know, trying to, you know, I guess he's trying to do what he's gonna do. But anyway, yeah. So this, so I guess, so maybe now, maybe that means that now, uh, you know, maybe now white people are ready to understand and say. You know what? You know they need to quit whooping us too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Comments, anybody? I agree. I saw that. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You saw that too, Pastor. Well, the Pastor. same. Pastor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Pastor. I know about it firsthand. The same lawyers that were down here uh, defending our guy that was in the news and uh, paralyzed Christopher Shaw. That's the same right. attorneys that's defending this man. That you all are talking about, uh, okay. and, and they took the case. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, yeah, it's common, and, and that's what we keep trying to say. And Brother Arthur has been saying since I've been knowing him now, is that uh, when we black and brown communities do better, we all do better, and it's happening in that yeah. community. But no one's talking about it because of the larger percentage of rate that is happening with us in our communities. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder why. But I'm just wondering why. That we don't see those more often. I mean, I'm just wanting to. I mean, that's just curious to me, it's because I know they get beat up a lot, but it's not I on. See, but, you I, know, I, we I got didn't our realize family. that. I didn't realize oh, that. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that that Caucasians get beat up a lot by the police officers. Oh yeah, they beat up by. That's what you're saying. Uh, all the police beat. Uh, I, I'm about to put up the stats. I wish uh, I wish our girls on. I guess to put up stats, but I think it's like, I think they get beat up by. At all the beatings, I think they get beat up about about fifty six percent of the time. Well, I'll Google for you while you gentlemen keep talking. I'll I'll, I'll see what I can find. Well, and a lot of them has to do with public intoxication because they get away with it so True. many times. We we have three strikes and you're out. They have eight, nine, ten strikes and they kill someone hmm. or something else, hit and run. We have a billionaire in Boston. Uh, yeah, we like get high. Yeah, yeah, we kill more often. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, yeah that's the difference too. Yeah, we get killed in a higher rate. Well, well no, we not only that. My point though is, is that 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 they're they're getting beat and released more. Uh, you know, we get three strikes, you got twelve years. They're getting six, seven. Uh, in the state of Texas, after you've had three DWIs, you're going to jail. Well, there's some Caucasian men that's running around that has eight and nine uh, DWIs, yeah. and they're still running around. Right. And the only time they get caught, and they've got hey, beat hey, and everything else. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Mike, I don't know about three DG, those guys go to jail because it just happened that like, my good friend, Carolyn Davis, ex-councilwoman that got killed up here, the guy that ran into her, hopped over the medium, that he, he had been, he, he had about, he had about five or six DWIs. Oh, so there's a black guy? Yeah. No, another white guy. No, that's what he's saying. That's my point. Yeah. That's oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, we're saying yeah. the same thing, and that, that's why I, I, right. I want to hurt him and throw it out there. Yeah. Okay. This this article says, aren't more white people than black people killed by police? Yes, but no. 
uh, I don't I don't actually see a number here. It's just giving some cases. Uh, I actually put that physically beaten, but this mm-hmm. is the article that appeared. So let me let me just keep looking while you gentlemen are talking. Yeah, uh, the, the guys want to say that you know you can get any. I, I can almost I, I know in my generation you know you you, you could you know me and it meant about three four brothers just walked out of air somewhere and wound up on the corner and started talking. We could compare police stop stories. Hey man, tell me about your police stops. <laughs> oh man, I, you know what happened. You know, and I think everybody got those stories. Uh, uh, Dr. Hackney, have you ever been stopped by the police? Yeah, I was, uh, where was that going? I was, um, <laughs> I think I was going to a meeting. And, and of course, I, of course he was, it was speeding type deal, so I was sort of guilty there. Because he asked me, you know, purpose and why I was going and all that. And so he he, he let me go and go. But I, on that point, I was, I was guilty for speed. Now, it wasn't excessively speeding, but it was, more than a limit, so it was a, it was how we mm-hmm. control. Yeah, okay, so let me can I jump? Go ahead. Yeah, wait, wait. I, I just want to jump in there on this. It says that what I did find it says the most striking disparity that can be found among African Americans who represent thirteen percent of the general population, but account to thirty nine percent of the people mm-hmm. who are experiencing. Uh, issues with with the policemen, and and, and many of them are considered homeless uh, people. I said more than 50% of homeless families with children uh, experience this imbalance. Now, I think Mm. that that basically sounds like it's talking about homelessness. Um, Mm. I'm thumbing on down and looking to see, and it talks a lot Go ahead. Wait, 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 let me tell you about my the, the most egregious, my most egregious mm-hmm. uh, uh, encounter with the police. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's the worst one. But anyway, uh, I, I was down in Houston, Texas, going to Portland College. And so, you know, hanging out with some friends. We was out in Cashmere Garden. One of my friends' dad had a club. You know, you know the whole wall club, like thing to have. You had pool hall. You know, pool, pool, pool ball. You know, so we're not shooting pool. You were 18, 19 years old. And so anyway, so, you know, down in Houston had those gang units, so, you know, you know the right. police thing. And so, mm-hmm. and so it's about, you know, it, it was like, you know, April or so or something like that. You know, the sun, you know, sun was kind of going down there. So we stepped outside the thing, you know, finna go to one of the one of the guys' house, just kind of hang out. Once that's outside, all of a sudden, lights, lights everywhere, just like the Steve Wonder album. Ah, dog, you know, what the hell going on? You know, so anyway, hands on the car. Did that, you know? They pull out wallets out, you know, you know. And so, and so, that just happened. My, my friend Rufus, he had a, he had a thirty-eight, you know, didn't have a bullet in it, but the other guy had a bullet. So when the police popped the lights on, uh, he took the, he took the gun out to the weeds. But when they searched us, the other guy had a bullet. So yeah, well one okay. of them had a bullet. He was saw something shining. So anyway, they went to look for it, and they looked for what? Anyway, so. So, so, so after you know, after I attended the group, so I said, huh, y'all all leave us alone. We ain't did nothing. Now, I said, man, be quiet, man. We ain't did. And then so the, 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 the lieutenant, he said, hey, man, you listen, you listen to him. He said, because he said, he said, if I just want to take it down, 
He said, he said, when I was looking in your wallet, I would have put this in it. And he had a big old fat joint upon this. Oh. You know, upon this. And back then, they would give me 99 years for a joint. And then he said, he said, your friend got a 38 bullet. He took us around to the back of his car, opened up his trunk. He had about four or five 38s back there. Oh, he my. Said, well, I want to. He said, I want to. He said, I can take one of those. It's yours. And then they let us go. Wow. You know what I'm going Is that right? I could have went to the pen <laughs> for 99. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, Joe Madison was talking about the same thing today on his show. And uh, he did the monologue that uh, Richard Pryor did in 1975, 76, somewhere in there. And he was talking about that. And he was talking about how when we get pulled over and you have to be careful with it. And it showed off. Yep. These are my hands. I'm reaching for my wallet. I'm, I'm looking for my driver's license. Please don't shoot. Don't yeah. shoot. That's yeah. our immediate yeah. response still to this day. To this day. Look here. Police in Houston was so, look here. Police in Houston was so notorious. And they finally busted them like in the 90s. But they used to, they saw a good-looking woman on the uh, on the bus stop, they go and arrest for, for, for prostitution because they thing down there at the police uh, uh, deal was that they would that they take they uh, you know, take pictures of their breasts, and they finally busted mm-hmm. them. I think like in the nineties for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just wow. saying. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me share with you guys some some of the things that I that I've run across here uh, when it comes to um, inequities now. Uh, Dr. Hadley admonished us that we put too much emphasis on uh, racism, and uh, and sometimes he's right about that sometimes, Uh, but but this is updated October 2020, and it's talking about uh, the racial uh, inequities that uh, people of color uh, still receive, and these are some of the things... Uh, that they receive uh, that shows that the inequities still exist. And I can look around in my own community uh, and I can look in uh, in the city where both Dr. Hagney and I live and I can look at one side of the city of Tyler, Texas, and I see it looks one way and I can look in another part and it looks another way. So housing uh, discrimination is uh, is one of the issues that still exist uh, as of tw- these are 2020 uh, things that I'm talking about. Incarceration uh, still exists uh, higher among uh, people of color, and particularly African Americans. You, you heard uh, Mr. Arthur say he could have, but for the grace of God, could have uh, gone to jail. Uh, for I'm, here on Monday, he thought, I'm here on Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> but he's here on Monday night. Thank God for that. <laughs> but then here's the other thing, Dr. Hagney. It says accessibility to quality health care still is a discrepancy and disparity among African Americans, who we only huh. represent 13% of the general population, but we account for 39% of the people who experience this imbalance that we're talking about, the homelessness, the racial inequities, the accessibility to health care. And so mm-hmm. it's going to take people like Dr. Hagney to continue 
to push forward. And not just Dr. Hagney, but it's going to take all of us. We And I say this, I use the 80-20 the rule. Um, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. We need to flip that. We need more people working, and we need the right people in these elected positions. It always circles back to the ballot box. I don't care mm-hmm. what the issue is. It circles back to that box. If we don't have mm-hmm. the right people in these public offices that are fighting for the greater good of all mankind, we are always going to have these inequities. Low to moderate yes, housing. We need more of that. I can tell you right now in my district alone, we need 3,000 new housetops to be able to take care of the people just in this district alone. And out of and, and mm-hmm. out of the 3,000 housetops that the city, the city of Tyler came up with that number. I didn't. They mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. lay that out. We only have maybe probably six or 700 out of that 3,000 homes, housetops that's being built. That's why I'm interested in building up more of North Tyler because I want North Tyler to look like South Tyler. I want businesses mm-hmm. here. If people want to travel across to the southern part of the city, that's fine. But if they don't want to, they should not have to. At this point, mm-hmm. they have to. We don't even have a supermarket that sits in mm-hmm. North Tyler proper. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely that's right. not. And, right. and we're That's talking right. about the 21st century. And how about this? When I grew up here yeah, in North, when I grew up, there was a, a supermarket in the heart of our community. In the heart, I'm talking about a major chain, one of the Brookshires. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention mm-hmm. the ones that that black folk owned because we had everything that we needed in our community. But we don't have all those things now. And we're talking about the 21st yeah. century. So think about it. When I heard about Buffalo, New York, I was thinking about wow, that's and now you didn't you didn't you didn't top it. I, I messed you up, didn't I? <laughs> because you know that's excellent. We talk, that's why we put together the task force yes, to and back to yes, the octopus sir. plan. See what we yes. in the past we tack, we tackle one leg of octopus. As you mentioned, the food. Uh, when you look at healthcare and the quality of food, we were talking about it with the prostate project. You know, look at the food. If you look at the individual diet, fresh food access. Where does that exist? But if you work on that, that's why we have a personalized task force representing agriculture. And we, and there's a site. We're going to recommend an obesity site in the future. Hopefully we can partner with uh, Ag Department, maybe President, some other groups. I'm not going to mention the names. But there is a need for an obesity center in one of our rural towns. And that obesity, obesity center will look at the diet that individual and also the availability of diets. And as you mentioned, fresh foods in a city where those where those foods are located. So you have to you have to address the nutritional component where you're getting the food from. If you're looking at diets for prostate cancer, uh, not just the test. You got to look at the whole system, the location. But again, another thing, we need to grow entrepreneurship in our community. Because I will use an example that transportation is. We identified a person that probably started transportation because one of the com- components to, to healthcare is transportation. So there's a discussion, there's a business. We're looking at creating a transportation business for the guy. But we need, we need to look at the entrepreneurship part of the whole healthcare, back to the pea farming. I was telling this story. You know, a lot of guys grow peas in East Texas and everything to get them up to the market in Dallas 
we need to, you need to put someone in a supported black truck driver that's delivering fresh food that you grow on these tea farms in East Texas that's taking them to the market in Dallas. That's a business for him. You don't have to worry about stopping and driving to Dallas to deliver your peas. Put a, so we need to look at entrepreneurship in all these areas that we can create, and this is what we need to contract, attract our younger people. Look at the businesses in, in health care that we need to bring our youth on board and, and empower and develop and also bring our HBCUs on board to help us identify these new businesses, these entrepreneurship, writing business plans, whatever like that, qualification. That's what's happening in the broadband. You know, all these broadband contracts, how many of them are there are broadband businesses? You know, you don't need a college you don't need a college degree to go out and, and work in this broadband industry. We talked about that before. There could be a training program to train young black males to work in this broadband business. Uh, so so entrepreneurship, we need to look at grow business. That's one point we miss in this whole can I jump in with that? Can I I'm sorry. That? We, have, we, we do have two educators here. Uh, Dr. Dr. Hagman, I want to mention this. When I was growing up, and my father told us, and I, never, and, and I carried this with me forever. I may have mentioned this before. My father says, I don't care what profession that you engage in, you need to know business. We try to present with to the Tyler Independent School District to add entrepreneurship in the public schools, even if they waited to, to the high school year so they got to the ninth grade, but teach them business. And, uh, and my father said, it's not always, don't focus always on being an employee, become mm-hmm. an employer. Ms. Rihanna can tell yes. you this. I preached this all while I was campaigning out there uh, for for Congress. You don't have employ some people. Start a business and employ some people. You don't uh, if you it used to be that people said, I'm looking for a job, I can't find a job. Well make one. Our ancestors mm. all worked for themselves. They never worked for anyone else but themselves. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. I want to mention this is even though my father has his place set up in the Dallas market farmers market he was all all my all my growing up days he he carried his produce and everything and my grandfather all but but don't focus on carrying him up to Dallas let's keep him in east texas let's take care yes. of the east texas people let's put yes. those peas in potatoes and watermelons exactly. and all of mm-hmm. that Leave them in East Texas because the people yep. in East Texas deserve just like the urban community uh, deserve exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's how I feel about it. And let me, one other thing I want to mention, we're talking about, we're talking about education. We're talking about Miss Rihanna's position and we're talking about Mr. Arthur's position. And so why, on our task force, I think it's really important that us that we don't just focus on just medical people on the task mm-hmm. force that we and, and like mm-hmm. Dr. Hagner did. He reached out to everybody, and we need educators yeah. because we need we need our educators to teach and train and educate. Nobody can do that better than what they do. They're trained to teach and educate people, so we need to educate people on 
uh, housing discrimination, how to apply mm-hmm. for low to moderate housing. And then we live mm-hmm. in, in North Tyler is an opportunity zone. And so we mm-hmm. need to capitalize on opportunity zones. There's funding and there's uh, other uh, perks that you can get if you build in an opportunity zone, which is my district, mm-hmm. an opportunity mm-hmm. zone. Mm-hmm. So all of these things we work together to make sure that we have the center of education that we can teach right. and train and address all the issues that we experience. That's why I say we need more workers and, mm-hmm. and we need to elect people who we know are going to fight for mm-hmm. every single exactly. person and not just them. Go ahead. Exactly. Right anybody. Exactly. And, and let me say away to this right here. Uh, uh, you know, the, the top issue that they did a poll about the top issues uh, and, and the top issue now is most Americans are, are fearful of losing our democracy. So, yes, sir. So now it's, it has risen to that point. Of course, you know, I've been telling you for a long time, forever, and I'm going to keep saying it. You know, right. uh, uh, yeah, the fascists have been fighting against. They, they, they ain't playing. And, and, yeah. and like I said, uh, and, I, and I'm telling all my club-going friends, y'all need to vote because if you don't vote, uh, and them Christian uh, nationalists, uh, fascists get in there, they're going to shut down the club, and you got to go find you a good Pentecostal church. Yeah. Well, you, well, you know, people, people say, people say uh, th- those people uh, that, that um, Mr. Arthur talked about, they say that, that America is not a democracy, it's a republic. And so, and I beg to differ with that. That's our problem is that even though it is a democracy, we don't treat it as such. And so therefore, consequently, uh, many people that look like us are left out because they're not looking at it as a democracy. Comment. Well, America's Anybody? never been a true, here, here, real talk, America's never been a true democracy. We've had a, that's all from the Civil War. We've had a fascist South ever since then. We're, we're, we're striving to become, we're striving to become uh, a democracy. That's the fight we're in right now, to to finish that. Well, right, but but maybe I should say that, quote unquote, supposedly it was designed to be a democracy. But any time that you have racism and all these things that uh, these uh, nuances that exist in our country, obviously we know it's not a democracy because it's not the equality and equity is not provided for all mankind, right? We're striving toward that. Yes, sir. And we're striving toward democracy. So so I'm just saying, you know, we gotta gotta be realistic about what we dealing with for us to get to another space. You know, we can't pretend that America has been something that it ain't. Uh, oh, no, know, I, and, no, and, no, and, 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 no, yeah, no, you didn't hear me say that. As no, as long, we know it's not. As long as, as long as the 13th Amendment is sitting there saying that when they arrest you, you're a slave, that's still in there. Yeah, that's in well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Even though it was it, it's supposed to be, but it's not. Well, we know it wasn't written that way and the Constitution, during the time the Constitution was written, because otherwise we would not have been written down as three, three-fifths of a human being mm-hmm. if it was written. Yeah, that was uh, it, but but yeah, it was a democracy yeah, was, for them. Go ahead. Yeah, I, and that 13th Amendment, that was basically, again, that was about controlling black bodies after slavery. That's all right, that was about. right. Then they got the black right. codes and started enslaving people. And, you know, you know, you sitting around, two or three of y'all ain't doing nothing. They get you for vagrancy and put you in, you know, next thing you work on, Mr. Tyler's farm again. 
So that's what all that was about. But it's in the Constitution, and then we have to, and then we have to, we have to uh, get our rights approved every 25 years or so. Ever really, really, we're gonna let y'all have some freedom for how, how long? That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. You ain't strapped well, when you're doing that kind of stuff. But when you're doing that kind of stuff, you're not, you know, some of us are striving for democracy. Some of us ain't. Oh, I, I, that's the point that I, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the point that I was making early on in the show, and that is that that racism still exists because we know that 13th Amendment, well, it was ratified way back in the 1800s, right? And so, but we're still experiencing slavery. We continue to experience slavery after 1865. It went on for quite some time. It was in a, in, in a different in a different manner, but but it still existed and it existed yeah, it was, for a lot of years. Penal, Go ahead. It, it, it was incorporated into the penal system. That's why you got. Yeah, there you go. There you go. They've been incorporated into that. And of course, the go. police, their job has always been to protect the white women. Even if you're black in the police, your job is to protect white, you know, white women mainly. So, you know, so that's what that, and so, and so it evolved from that. So that's what we got right now. Right. Well, you know, it, it wouldn't have, it, we wouldn't have even had to do the George Floyd Act if it had not existed. So we know that it still exists, and we know it was just a, a, a couple of so years ago that that happened to George Floyd, right? So right. Right. we know it existed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so what is, where do we go, where do we go from here? Where do we, is, is the major question, where do we go from here? How do we help to eradicate some of these things that still exist in our nation every single day? Stand your ground. They still Stand exist. Your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. And continue to work and continue to uh, challenge the status quo. Uh, continue to vote. And, and uh, there you when go. we win, uh, hold, hold the ones that won accountable. Uh, if yeah. we lose, hold those accountable. Uh, Accountable that they don't look like you, act like you, dress like you, uh, and and that's right. my recommitment is that yeah. no matter yeah. who's in office, you're in our office. That's it. You're in that's our it. house. That's Every it. time we went to that's the Capitol, somebody said, "Welcome there to you your go. house." And there I, you go. Well, I'm taking ownership. I'm ready to clean out the cartwheels and 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 put <laughs> some folks out because that's they're not it. taking care of me in my house. I don't feel that's very it. comfortable in my house. That's you know? it. If I so did. that's if what I we have to do. If a thief come in your house and start stealing your stuff, and he say, "Hey," he said, "But I'm a Democrat." No, he's still a thief. So still you need thief. to protect your stuff. I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican. All of them coming well, to get well, your uh, stuff. Doctor Hagney got Arthur stirred up earlier, and uh, <laughs> basically, well, yeah, and basically, we have been answering the question that Doctor Hagney has asked the Democratic Party. Where's the plan? Where's the health care plan? Where's there? We, we're doing it. We, we, we're putting it out there. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Sherman Keller's exactly. show is doing it. Uh, we're doing the work out there, uh, entrepreneurship. We're talking about building homes. Uh, y'all, listen, uh, y'all have introduced me to Pastor Cliff. I've been having Zooms with Pastor Cliff almost once a week now. Uh, Eric Williams, uh, that ran for Congress, yeah. uh, that yeah. owns Spears TV. We are all pointing yeah. together. Y'all, we're talking to a guy. Uh, y'all don't even know I have a, a, a program called Get on the Bus with Us. 
And everything you're talking about transportation, I'm already a 501C in that department because of exactly, exactly what you just said. Right. And, and we have people who have those contracts. Uh, we have people right here in Tyler, Texas, who have contracts for transportation to transport uh, people from, from point A to point B. We have people who have their CDLs that are transporting uh, stuff across Texas and across the nation. There you go. Uh, we just need more. We just need more. Of, of these things, yeah, and we need mm-hmm. more people. We we need to. That's why I say education is the key. Uh, it's always been my uh, mantra. My number one mantra is education is the key. So we need people who you may have have like Dr. Hagney's uh, uh, octopus plan. He's gonna he's gonna always work on that drug area. Uh, and, and, and you may need Mr. Arthur over here being our communications for education here in Miss Rihanna to disseminate that education out there. You may have uh, Pastor Cooper to work with the, um, the civil rights and the spiritual aspect of it and maybe me on the medical. It's all of us have a task. That we and we can't we can't break down one person by having them to try their very best to cover all the legs of that octopus. That's why we need more people working to make sure that the information and all of that about uh, incarceration and, and everybody knows Dr. Hagney is on on the board. We we have the Prairie View A and M University Texas Child and Family. Uh, project right here in Tyler, Texas. We're established there at the Cotton Belt Building uh, so that we can help to keep our young boys and girls of color out of the criminal justice system and put them on the right side of the law to become judges and lawyers and parole officers and those kinds of things and not to get themselves into any trouble that would preclude them from moving forward in life. It's an excellent program, and we're so excited to have it right here in Tyler, Texas. We're the premier uh, uh, one who started it. And guess what? They were totally going to ignore East Texas. Several years ago, when we were at the Black Caucus down there in Austin, Texas, and my fraternity brother spoke, I spoke, we, had, we were speaking on the same issues, and that's the criminal justice system. And when... when he finished speaking, I finished speaking. We met, married up with each other, connected. Dr. Terrence, uh, Alan, we connected with each other because we had the same goals in mind, and that's to keep our kids out of the system. And he came, he's a researcher for Prairie View, but he came from uh, urban. He came from, he'll tell you, he said, I came from uh, uh, Ohio. And so he said, I was always interested in urban communities. But Dr. McKellar said, no, 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 East Texas, East Texas, and that's how we got it here. And the program is going to be in Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth, but they haven't started theirs. It's going to be in Houston, Texas. They haven't started theirs. It's going to be in San Antonio. They haven't started theirs. It's going to be in Austin, Texas, and it's going to be in Waller County, Prairie View. But guess who started theirs? Dr. Hagney can tell you we already had our open house, and we have kicked off and ready to rock and roll. In East yes. Texas, the number one premier started first, but we were the one who was ignored. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we got Last work to go do. First. 
but for an automobile, for a vehicle, I'm saying 18 years of age. I said this on the campaign trail. I'm standing now. I'm going to say it to the next governor, be it Abbott or Beto. I don't care. Yeah. We're going to hold everyone yeah. accountable. We're going to start here in That's Texas. It. We're not going to wait to go to the United States. We're going to start here in Texas. Right. This is what we do in Texas. Right. You have a gold yeah. card in, in uh, Harris County. We can bring that same thing. Dallas Morning News said something when we were debating all the governors, and I, I still say it to this day. I said it back then. And the guy said from Dallas Morning News, he said, this guy, this candidate right here, Mike Cooper, and he's been knowing me now for about five years, he said he's had the same plan, same idea, same things we're talking about here. He said he's just underfunded and people can't hear his voice. So watch this. We use Dr. Cheryl McKell and Mar- Marvelous Monday to get the word out that we're going to hold the next governor, I don't care who he or she is, accountable, and we want to make sure in the state of Texas that we have uh, access to uh, health, access to wealth, and access to education. So when we graduate at 18 years of age, we are going to school without student loans uh, the first two years on us, the state of Texas, and especially if it is a uh, like a, a tech degree or, or a trade degree, we want to make sure that we put something in their hands other than a ball and a bat. That's mm-hmm. all right. Mike, let me see how they can do that. Mike, let me see how they can do that, though. We're in a global economy. Most of those, most of those groups, because you know, they come to our communities. They have, like, yeah. banks from their countries financing all that stuff you're talking about. Most of That's them, exactly you know, right. Well, well, not not only banks, not only banks, Miss, not only banks, Miss Arthur. There's other folks that are financing it as well, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, But what I'm gonna say to my folks is this. Look, what I'm gonna say to us is this. Uh, In this race, there is no finish line. That there isn't. There's a there's an evolution line. Amen, amen, amen. But there is no finish line. So, so as we go through this thing. Don't be trying that's to, you know, don't be acting like you're supposed to finish somewhere. No, that's not what's going to happen. We, it's going to, we will evolve powerful. into whatever it's going to do. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, look at it like that, so you won't be getting up every day, somebody, is it over yet? Or, as the movies say, are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> that's powerful. <laughs> uh, and the answer would be, uh, according to Dr. Hagney, the answer would be uh, no. We're not even close. <laughs> and you're agree. Someone was talking about emancipation. I my parents were asking us what happened. Like what you just said, then what happened? You know, what happened? Right. What went wrong? They, what that's went a question our forefathers, 89 year olds, are asking those from the plantation era to now. They asking that question: yes. What happened? Because they're right. looking at results right now. That wasn't a right. continuation. And right. we fell off when we tr- we started trusting other people across the fence. Well, now we recognize what, what happened. We trusted the wrong people. Hmm. And we don't make, and we can't, we can't, we can't make the same mistake trusting those same people in the future, which you're talking about. Sure. We have to be there and help make those decisions because we have given people too much credit to know what they're doing. It should be obvious hmm. now. The people we thought knew what they were doing, we should know hmm. now. They didn't know what they were doing. I think we've been blessed. We've been blessed with the young people's ideas. We need to move forward. It won't be the, the normal we used to. It's not there anymore. Everything changed. Hmm. So we yeah, we, we had to take the leadership. Hmm? That whole wall on Negroes, i.e. drugs. We had a whole wall on Negroes, i.e. drugs. They wiped out a yeah. whole 
And we still here, Doc. We still here. Well, we. And I'm saying, well, and I'm saying, and I'm saying, you know that that what we've done to me, to me, I don't see where we failed. I think that in spite of folks ran all that against us, did all that. That's why we have women in all these positions now because they wiped out that group of brothers. And, and we didn't well, do we, that. We didn't do that. Well, we didn't know. Uh, the, the, we didn't know. The, the, we, the, 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 the CIA director, director, director out in L.A., he said it on film. He said they introduced crack, crack into our neighborhood. He said yeah. well, well, we know, well, we knew that. We know they did that. We know they did that. We, we knew that. Well, 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 since that happened, we knew that happened. Why do we keep going back to their neighborhood? We didn't keep why doing we still, nothing. Why, why, why are we making the same we mistake we made nothing. and not we recognize be here it? Doing it? Well, we, be here, see, we, we didn't do back, back to the entrepreneurship and all that, we still feel that when we talk about earlier about supporting our business and supporting everything, we're still making that same mistake. We're still trusting somebody. Versus God is well, we got a lot of great black businesses. Doc, you get that more mm-hmm. off. We got a lot of great black businesses. Doc, you get that more off. We got a lot of great black businesses. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, know. sure, I'm I understand glad, that. I'm oh, somebody was talking about. Well, oh. I'm, I'm glad you brought, yeah. talked about black. This is Black Business Month. Yeah. Uh, one, what did so, it say? One so trillion dollars. I saw that report. So one trillion dollars. So this one month trip. we need to focus. We need to. So what's yeah, the thing uh, that yeah, one trip so in the back? But we don't keep it. But we don't keep it in no, our well, own let me, community. Let me, let me, let me ask you a question. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let me bring up a point. Let me bring up a point. Since we have that kind of economic resource, what percent of that money is kept in our neighborhood? No, okay, no, it's gone in twenty twenty four hours. It's out. Okay. out. No, let, no yeah, less so than what, that. Really, a matter of a few hours. It's out. Go ahead. So what? So so what happened? What's the explanation for that? Okay, the, okay. The explanation for that is that when we integrated, when we integrated, we gave up all our cojones in the, in the business world because we were promised that we were going to be integrated to the to the larger economic system. Of which that's well, trying that to be a bad business guy. Ever since then, Doc, ever since then, Doc, since we got rid of our business infrastructure, right, during that time, mm-hmm. instead of making them hook up to our businesses, we gave it up, uh, uh, and, then they, and then they sent us to school and told us to go get a, get a degree and then go get you a job. They weren't interested in well, see, helping us enough. That's the point I made. Yeah, so, Why do we give it up? So Why do we, we give it up? And that's time we come into the knowledge of it, you know, here we are right here, Doc. So no, there are, there are, no, there are, we didn't, we, no, we yeah. didn't come into the knowledge of recently. If you look back at our history, there are black businesses started a long time ago. I was in a community this past weekend. They no, talked no, about no, the number of black. No, no, black. no, 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 no not that mm-hmm. knowledge, Doc. No, I'm not coming, I'm about coming to the knowledge of we have the money, but we don't have the infrastructure to hold the money right. in our communities. Well, 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 well why don't we have all that, that's thing? What, well, that's why. But, but here's the deal also. Let me just bring this out. The, the businesses, the black businesses that we do have in our community, yep. most blacks still carry their money across to the other part of the city. We keep our, our dollars circulate in our community mm-hmm. about six hours. From two to six good. hours, it circulates in our community, and then it's gone and it's gone across town to the others. And, and, and here's the other thing. The, the African Americans will complain about 
how much this, that, and the other will cost at a mm-hmm. black business and will mm-hmm. ask you, well, can you give me a deal? Can you cut me a deal? How much can mm-hmm. you knock off? But when they go across town, they don't ever. I don't get paid that much for picking peas. <laughs> okay. No, I can, yeah, I can right. understand what Doc is saying about it. I, you're, I'm just going to make it so. I'm sorry, Doc. Okay. Your no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. You know, your restaurant, Taste of the Light. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? I've been there. Yeah. yeah. And where it's located. When you go on the south side of the tower, what you're talking about. That's it. That's it. Even take a Sunday. Look what's, ha- look what's happening. I come in your That's restaurant. How many, you know, I'm just. You, you, I understand what you're talking about, Doc. This is real. We could talk. We could see what's actually real happening. Talk. Real talk. That's real talk. All this other what we're talking about doing. No, let's go. Let's be real. Let's be real about this in power. This mm-hmm. our first experience. Now, mm-hmm. you, we, we talk about quality restaurant foods and that, all this kind of reason why we go and put our money in other places. Your your business is a classic example of that. Where do you meet most people in in Tyler spend their money? Mm-hmm. South Tyler. South Tyler. And they don't question the quality of food in South there Tyler. You there you go. But the minute they come to now on your any business, they'll list they'll list all the reasons why I don't want to serve that business. I don't care if it's dealership exactly. or whatever. We found exactly. excuses for not going there even before we go and try. There so, you so, go. So where do we get that? But Doc, I'm going oh, okay, where do we get that, Doc? Okay, Doc, where do we get that? Come back to the book you watching again. He, mm-hmm. he was talking about he, he was talking about the brothers. He, he said he said it really bothers me, you know, that the brothers work all month long, save up every extra dime they can get, so they can go to the livery stable and rent the finest horse, money and cash, and buy, and then on Sunday ride up and down Main Street, right? You don't want you don't want respect. And and, mm-hmm. and and I think about because I have a military. You know, this week we used to, we used to shine our cars up and go ride around the circle. <laughs> You know, so I'm okay. saying, you know, say, why we keep doing that? It's some stuff yeah, that, that we've done since slavery time that we just do. We know it don't make no darn sense, but we just be doing it, and it's like it's like a rhythm thing or something that's that, that we all then got, you know, looped you into know or something. And then go ahead, Doctor Hagney. Go ahead. You know who's seeing? Who you know who's looking at that? How are you? That's right. Oh, and that's where we're making right. a major mistake. When you talk about the future, our youth are extremely intelligent. They understand what we just talked about. And so And well that's why that is exactly why we do not generate wealth in the African American community as we should. Because not, we don't not, circulate, no, we we no, because we don't circulate our money in the African American community. We don't. We did we before integration. We did before integration. Oh, well, we did but, before integration. Well, we after integration. Well, we already bomb, we already know that we couldn't even go. We could not. We could, Mr. Arthur. Mr. Arthur, we didn't need to go past Front Street when I was growing up because everything we needed, we had it. We had our pharmacy. We had our, we had our Dr. Hagner, which was Dr. Noble Young. We had our physicians. We had our dentists. We had our nurses. We had our educators. We all we that, get the, we that. get it we all get that. it all that we get it. Uh, 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 all that all well, that. Well, why do you think why do you think they blew up? 
Why do you think they blew up Black Wall Street? I mean, we had Black Wall Street every city. We had we had Black Wall Street. We had Black Wall Street in every city, every 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 community in this country. Our Black Wall Street was all up and down Lincoln Street, which is Martin Luther King now, up and down Palace Street, up and down Border Street, up and down. Uh, uh, Grand guess, Street, where Texas College is, all of those. We had it. We had our Black Wall Street. Go ahead. And I guess all I'm saying is, and all, and all, and I guess all I'm saying is that we're hooked up to a capitalistic system, right, that doesn't cater to our economic interests. So therefore, we 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 have we have more control actually when we when we were segregated because we actually had our True. own ecosystem. So True. once we once that went away, then that protection for our ecosystem from that larger capitalistic system, the protection went away. And so after that, uh, it was like Katie bought a door. It, it was like you know they broke into a bank and found a whole a whole new set of you know intellectual capital and everything else that they could use for their businesses. And so that's what's been going on uh, since then. You, you know, I told you about I did complaints where a lot of them where uh, when black folks where they you know when they finally leave. Those companies have to hire three and four people to take their place because that's how much work they was doing. And most of them well, don't let okay. them to, to be continued, to be continued, uh, next <laughs> week we're going to talk about <laughs> Civil Air Patrol. Uh, finally, we get a program in Tyler, Texas. I tried to do this. Uh, 15 years ago, probably, when I brought that young black guy, a young black man out of California when I served on that board there in California, flew all around America, flew right here, asked him to change his flight pattern to bring him in to Tyler, Texas, so that we could show these young black kids and brown kids what they could actually do. We finally got a program. We kicked it off last Last uh, Tuesday, I'll be out there working. Dr. Hagney, if you have a moment, come and join us. Be teaching and training uh, these young kids uh, how to be military personnel, if they so choose, how to fly airplanes as a civil air patrol. We'll talk about a little bit more about that on uh, next week. Listen, you guys were on fire tonight. Do you tell me you were on fire? And I love it. I love it. Okay. You've been listening to Marvelous Monday. We don't have this Kino too, so we got to go, guys. But join us Bye-bye. right back here next Monday. Uh, hopefully, Miss Rihanna will be able to join us. And uh, it's always a pleasure. You guys are amazing. You're brilliant. And I love your energy. And I love what you bring to Marvelous Monday. We'll see you next week, and now we'll turn it over to Miss Rihanna, play our theme song, and we're going to get out of here. But remember, it takes all of us, so go out there and find one somebody. And I like the fact that Dr. Uh, Hagney is reaching back and training young folks like Dr. Gay, uh, who is a professor at uh, University of Texas College of, of uh, Pharmacy. And by the way, she had a new baby, so we congratulate her on her new birth. <laughs> and, uh, and many other people, we need bodies so that the next 10 years from now and 20 years from now, then our offsprings won't still be talking about the same thing that we're talking about that our ancestors fought for uh, back, back when. Thank you. May God bless you. Yeah. Have a good night. Good we'll night. See you next good week. night. Bye good for night. now. Good night, guys. Hey, Doc, Champ, got Doc Champ, still got a job. Doc Champ, still got a job. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. When the war is won, we will be sure.
hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh. Every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours. Good night.